0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. From beautiful. Sudbury, Ontario, home of the Blueberry Bulldogs. It's good to be with you. I'm Terry Ryan, host of today's podcast, Tales with Tierra. Thanks for joining again this week, most of you. For any of you that are joining in for the first time, be merry, enjoy yourself, happy holidays. Soon to be, anyway. And oh, cameos. Got to mention you guys. Tom, happy birthday. Aaron, congrats on the promotion. Adam, aka Wheels, happy holidays and happy birthday. Uh, Joyce, never heard that one before. J O Y S E A. Never heard that name in my life. I don't know if it's a nickname about someone from New Jersey, but these people are in Australia. Thanks for listening from all the way overseas. And Matthew Lahi. Congrats on the promotion, my friend. Uh, cameo makes a great holiday gift, folks. Um, mm. So I finally have uh, worked out. I know that this Friday I don't have work. And uh, I- I'm not traveling to Toronto. I'm, I'm, I'm staying here and, and, and pretty much catching up to loose ends in my life. That's bills to be paid at home or... Um, some notes for the Jason Greger Show. Maybe uh, think about some new avenues for the podcast after Christmas. Audition. I got a couple of uh, audition-type scenarios. And I do practice, if you can believe it, acting by way of the Internet mostly. But uh, And I got some books to read, and I consider that, yes, things to do. If you're on YouTube right now, here's my first book that I'm reading right now, Ted Nolan. Life in two worlds. Ted Nolan, of course, the father of two of the gyms, Brandon and Jordan Nolan. Jim, Jim. uh, And, uh, you know, Ted Nolan is a legend. Played pro hockey and then played in the NHL. I mean, worked his way up. Junior, pro, semi-pro NHL. And uh, became a coach, one of the most successful coaches of his era. I remember watching him. Win the Memorial Cup with the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds when I'd first gone out west in like '91 or '92, and um, you know, I came from the reserve Garden River, I believe. Read a little bit of the book, um, you know, an, an indigenous mentor to many, and uh, definitely a bit of an idol, to be honest, in uh, not only the indigenous world but in Canada. <clears throat> I've got a link to to Ted Nolan. His assistant coach for multiple years was Tom Coolin. and Tom played hockey with my father, the Newfoundland League. I often talk about the Allen Cup. Tom won an Allen Cup, I believe. Uh, maybe they went to the Allen Cup with Grand Falls in the, in the late 70s. Anyway, Tom was a pro player, still coaches overseas. I email him with him once in a while. He was the coach for Grand Falls a few years ago when they won the Allen Cup. tell you guys about that. Well, the year before, he coached with Ted in Buffalo. Ted was coached like three different iterations, like in the 90s, 2000s, and then 2010s. Um, second book I'm reading Ken Reed's Hometown Hockey Heroes. I mentioned that last time. Love it. This one, Humans A Brief History of How We Fucked It All Up. This is actually interesting. Um, who's the Tom Phillips? of he turns up on podcasts here and there. Uh, You might those who listen to podcasts, especially ones that are, you know, thinkers, are interviewed uh, often. I don't know if he's been on Smartless or Joe Rogan or Bill Maher. You know, like depending on your, regardless of your political point of views or um, affiliations. This guy's just great. It's it's a interesting read, and um, you'll learn a little bit about history as well. But it, it's not a straight-up history book, trust me. It's seen it, it in times a little bit tongue-in-cheek. It's pretty funny, and uh, you'll learn something. And, of course, this, my favorite author, T- Chuck Klosterman, the 90s. My favorite Chuck Klosterman books called Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs and it's a collection of essays that he wrote in the 90s like his take on things that happen in the world kind of through the lens of one of his favorite pop culture icons maybe maybe, maybe not icons but his interests um but anyway it's that's the best way i can think of it but think like he Hunter S Thompson he makes you think outside the box anyway there's that okay Guys, you want a book? Okay. It's flankerpress.com for my second book, Tales with TR, Fates, Film, and Folklore. Okay. Add a note and I'll sign it if you want. And uh, my first one, Tales with or <laughs> Tales of a Person Around Nothing, is ECW Press. Uh, shoot a note uh, if you want me to sign it. Um, what else? Uh, I'll get to my questions so there's a couple of you wanted to know in the last and by the way I really appreciate these questions on Twitter it's a lot of fun doing them on Twitter and interacting and um, and by the way yes Jesus there are people listening reminds me sometimes I just photo grab the question but the first one I'm going to get to regardless there's a lot of you multiple asking like why what the Leafs are going to do if I can get this right most of you what the Leafs are going to do with the John Tavares contract? Now I've got any version of that question. You know, Tavares isn't pulling his weight, or how can they get out from under the contract, or John Tavares is getting old, or what are the Leafs are going to do? He's he doesn't deserve ten million or whatever it is. But to sum it all up, I don't under I, I really the John Tavares, Tavares argument in Toronto, I don't understand right now. Because he signed it, we're six years in, right? Like, and he's making the same amount, and he keeps getting, he's the most consistent player in the NHL. So he comes into Toronto, 82 games first year, 88 points. I'll go down the years, 63 games, 60 points, 56 games, 50 points. So, arguably, his worst year as his leave, which they're all around a point a game. Anyway, they're all good. Whereas second and third years, then next year, seventy nine games, seventy six points. Then eighty games, eighty points. This year, twenty two games, twenty one points. I don't understand. I I really don't. I, I I don't understand. I mean, I don't love the fact that there have been times that you know, okay. Uh, at center ice. It's overtime. There's like five seconds left. Now, Tavares doesn't backcheck as much as he could. I don't know if he could have made it there anyway. Pasternak, I believe, was on a breakaway. Missed. So, I guess people were down on Tavares for not backchecking all the way. I mean, I, I can kind of throw him a bone. I've been there. You kind of feel paralyzed for a second. You're watching the play. It's David There's only seconds left. Like... Even I, as a viewer, thought there was like two seconds left. I'm like, is not going to get the shot off? Trying to get caught in that. You know, you can get mesmerized by the situation in certain certain times out there. That's a really unique one. But, like, break away with a few seconds left in overtime. Often you get you get caught watching. I don't think that's him not trying. I mean, it's John Tavares. You guys, I'm assuming most people ask me are Leaps fans. I mean, that guy tries hard, right? Like, if, if, if I know anything about hockey. And he gets his, again, he doesn't drop his fucking gloves. And I wish sometimes he would react when people do that. Like, but it doesn't mean he doesn't play fairly tough. I mean, he goes to those hard areas. Uh, Tough wouldn't be the right way to put it. But he takes a beating. I mean, he goes in front of the net. A lot of his goals, man, are greaseball goals. I've often said, like, that March is so kid on, kid, uh, player on uh, Vegas. Just like they they go there and they get scrapped. Zach Hyman's an obvious example of that, but you know Tavares doesn't get the superstar go. If you think about it, look back at Tavares's. I don't even need to look. Um, Tavares the year before his draft year um, in Major Junior, he had like a hundred fucking twenty points in like sixty games. I think less. I think fifty something games. Right? It was insane. He was fucking Connor Bedard. People forget that, man. He came after Crosby. He was, I mean, wasn't was quite bedard, bedard. Man, a shade off of Crosby expectation, but they were big, man. He had a, a, a exempt status in the OHL, um, like led it in scoring, like I said, and he had another year left. Went back, ripped it again. World junior star. Now he got to the NHL, and every fucking year he seems to get a point a game. He didn't turn out to be a generational player but definitely one of the best players of his generation. And consistently, well, consistency, he's the the, the the epitome of consistency. Every year does the same thing. He's doing it again. So for me, I'm looking at it, like each year that goes by, I see it as a better and better contract. The caps go, I mean, as, as contracts age and you're still getting good numbers, arguably better this year. Not arguably, I'm looking at it. Better this year than his second and third year with the team, which were good anyway. I mean, like I said, he's going to hover around 100 points or a, fuck, a point a game. I just find it weird that people are bringing it up now. That guy was like fucking five, six, well, six years ago. Right? Over that that he signed. Six and a half years ago in the summer. I mean, fuck. And he's, you mean, think about how many players signed for like six or eight or ten years and they fuck off after three, or they get hurt, right? A lot of people get hurt. They're getting an injury, and now it might be career-ending, or you might be just older, and you might roll with the punches and say, you know what? This hurts too much, and I'm just going to kind of go with the, I'm going to let the wind knock me over kind of thing. But Tavares hasn't done that. He has never looked for a backseat. He doesn't fucking usually complain. Remember that one playoff, he got knocked the fuck out? Remember that? I think it was an accident. I think it might have been Corey Perry. Maybe it wasn't, but it was an accident. I think. Well, I know it was an accident. It was only. It was. I think it was during the pandemic because I don't remember fans being there. But he got fucking crushed. Then he come back again. Right? He didn't have to do that. God, man. Think about your life, your fucking brain, your brain injury. Come back. Like I, I honestly, I just, I can go over it again and again and again. I'm looking at it, going, this is consistent value they're getting out of him. Okay, at the very beginning, they might have paid him a little much. But, I mean, they had to do something to get, out of, get him out of New York. They didn't. They haven't won a cup. It hasn't been fucking his fault. So, I, I don't know. Every time I say this, I sound like the biggest John Tavares fan, which isn't the case. But I'm certainly not down on him of all the leaps and all the inconsistency and questions surrounding the team. And, honestly, people send me those. I well, mean, just look at my Twitter. I mean... You can see people commenting every time I say something like this. But I do appreciate it. I like the back and forth, and I wish some of you could actually have a back and forth. Maybe I'll do some live stuff, right? Maybe I'll do that. I used to do Instagram Live um, because I like – I often feel guilty as the receiver of these questions because I get to say my opinion, which might not always be right, and then you guys can't counter Right, so maybe I will do something live in the future, and that might be a way I can improve uh, my podcast. I follow Terry Ryan Twenty Twenty, by the way, on Instagram, and actually, I am going to start doing that. I, I used to do; I don't know why I stopped, but it's a good um, it's a good way to interact with you guys. And uh, I'm sure there's an argument against what I'm saying, but as far as I see, from the lenses I see the hockey world through, I think John Tavares, while not a fantastic contract, is consistent and has been good value from the point of view that he plays nearly every game every year and gives you the same thing. So if you thought it was good then, you must think it's great now. A guy six years older and still doing the same thing. Anyway. Okay, a lot of you Oilers guys asking me about uh, goalies, and Campbell and, you know, Skinner. And... I touched a bit on it last week. Okay. The one thing I don't get is why they're not going to this Olivier Rodriguez guy at all. Um, just I can't remember what I said, but a lot of people are commenting on my, my Jack Campbell quotes and Stuart Skinner. And, and, and I, 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 I don't really remember the exact like verbatim of what I said, but I know what I think. And that hasn't changed. And I think that the best answer for the Oilers would be if Campbell's gets into the groove, right? I, I do. And that's possible. He's an NHL goalie, whether he's an all-star, whether he's a number one, you could argue, but he's an NHL goalie, and the guy seems to have a good attitude. So I hope that he rights the ship, because much like John Tavares, like I just mentioned, when the chips are down and you're getting older, you could easily fold, and he didn't do that. Now, that being said, right, even back to when they brought up this guy Picard. I know Picard's got a little bit of NHL experience, more than a little, parts of three or four seasons, I think. He's a backup, but he got he got some games in. So I get it. He's 31. He's experienced. But you called him up. Now, you called him up. He didn't play. You went with Skinner. You, you sent Campbell down. But what people don't realize in the mix, there's a guy down there, Olivier Rodriguez, and he went in the second round like four years ago. He's 20 or, or more. He's 20... Three, and he's got a nine thirty six. He's only played four games, but I guess that's my question. I have that question, as you guys do. So I don't really know the answer. I mean, how could you? I'm not in the in the room. But to me, I played in the minors, um, as you know. But no joke. When I played in Fredericton, okay, those that are around my age or even a little bit younger, and are definitely older, you will remember. So the Montreal Canadiens goalies, my second year in the minors, were, I, I, and I was up, I think I played four games this year, maybe. <clears throat> well, maybe just one. I, I don't remember, but I played a few games up because I remember practicing. So Jocelyn Thibault, who was an up-and-coming, and I think people saw him and we, we traded for him. I think he got drafted to Quebec. Pride of Quebec, like, you know, real, real good-looking guy, and I think they really wanted him to be great. And he was good. I don't think he was ever great. Uh and Chibet, Pat Chelbanski and he was a bit of a journeyman uh you know, backup, but he was a nice guy and I remember him being a real nice guy, funny guy in the room. But in the minors, we had Jose Theodore Theodore, uh, Thomas Vokoon and Matthew Garon. Three of them ended up becoming NHL All Stars. Really weird because the only one out of those five that caught with his left hand like normal, like a most goalies, I shouldn't say normal, was Jocelyn Thiebaud. So I've barely ever seen a right-handed goalie, and I had four in my organization, three in the minors. So every practice we were shooting on the right-handed goalies, which, again, was weird, weird look and, and feel, because the games would never be that way. But anyway, um, and I watched, we sent Thomas Vokun again, this guy played for Nashville, played for more than Nashville, but he was an all-star with Nashville. I remember that. And Volkoun, I remember being a little bit lazy, but he was he was lazy in that, like he loved eating what he was going to eat. He was always a little bit overweight, but he put the time in on the ice and and um I remember three of them. I, I knew that they were gonna be good. I mean, didn't take a genius. And Jose Theodore was definitely the Canadians could see that he was going to be, it was weird. Cause we had Tebow who was just a year or two older and the same sort of thing. But Theodore, I think they knew was going to be better. And he ended up, I think winning the Hart trophy or the Vezina. Did Theo win the heart trophy as the NHL MVP? I think he did. They played phenomenal that year. That might've been above expectations. That's a huge award. To say the least. Um, but, uh, you know, great fucking goalie. And, um, but anyway, I just watched him. I, I should, I should, should say Theo more than Volcun. But Theo, I just watched, man. Like he got called up a couple times, didn't do that well. He was down with us. He like really, really worked on it. And I could see him in the room. And I could see the guy wore, like, if he let in a bad goal, he would wear it. And I just remember thinking, like, there's so many of us have to break down first before it goes in. And when it's a shitty goal on a goalie, um, you know, everybody kind of sees it. Or even if it's a a one-nothing game, right? You might, the goalie might blame himself. But I just, what I'm saying is that I watched Jose Theodore from a young, so this relates to either Campbell or Rodriguez. I know when Theodore was down, they wouldn't really give him a chance. And he told about this on Spick, and Chicklets. He was 21 or 22, right, at first. And then he ended up getting up, I think, 23. But I was with Theo in the minors for two full years. The way it relates to Campbell is that he'll work to get back up. But the way it, re- it relates to Rodriguez is that I remember people assuming that Theo wasn't ready because he was young. And so no one ever even really brought it up. Um, it was assumed that just on Tebow, like what could be, I'm saying this because when I looked at Tebow, I didn't think he was as good as Jose. Now, of course, he might have been on a one-way contract at that point. Theo wasn't. There are reasons that players play in the minors that aren't just... Um, you know, who's the playing better. But I remember Theo just being pissed. And I was like, it's weird because most of the hockey world thinks, you know, you'd love your ch- chance. But I think when I ask a lot of people from Edmonton, they'll say, well, Rodriguez, you know, who knows if he's ready and it'll do a lot to his confidence. It wouldn't have done anything. Theo could have got called up and got scored on eight times. It wouldn't have ripped his confidence. I'm telling you, it would. he would have had a bad game and been pissed off. When Theo got in the net the next day, he would have known I'm Jose Theodore, and I could just as easily have a shutout tonight against Colorado. Hockey's hockey, and and so maybe Rodriguez has that attitude. I, I don't know. Maybe other people do, but before like assuming, right? Who knows what the answer is? So I'd like to see the guy. I'm guessing that's what they think. I hope it's what he, <clears throat> that they think that he's not ready. He needs more time. I hope it's what he thinks, though, because some goalies will surprise you. Yes, it's a high-pressure position, but, you know, some people want to be in net for the last shot of overtime. Some people don't. Some people want to be up to bat with the bases loaded in the ninth inning, down by one or three. Some people want a penalty shot in overtime, right? I mean, so don't assume that because you're young, you don't.
1: Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. With DraftKings, you can bet on any game you want. Whether you want to bet the puck line or the over-under, DraftKings has something for everybody. And if you want, you can throw down on your favorite player as an anytime goal scorer. Or if you're looking for a long-term bet, maybe you want to predict the Stanley Cup champion. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com/hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved.
0: Uh, Another thing. What do you guys want to hear? Get at me on Twitter. I got to start being more active on Twitter. And um, get at me. Tell me what you want to hear. Like, I know that a lot of people I'm talking to now are Shorzy fans. And I know a lot are music fans. You're not necessarily listening to this podcast, listen to music, but some of you like when I go there and or books like I just did or movies, because there's a level of pop culture. Sometimes I talk about things, movies, music, whatever, like I've already said, films, TV, whatever. Um, But, you know, like today I looked down, I figured I'd answer some questions, but. You know, if. If by this time I've been doing this, I don't even know, man, but hundred and eighty something. And the last hundred I've been doing two a week. And they're and they're and they're A and B. So yeah, I I mean I'm I suppose I've been doing it for three years, have I? Three and a half years. And uh, you know, I just kinda roll with it. And people that I interact with or I meet on the street and talk about the pod. Have nice things to say. I don't ever really know what people want to hear. It's really weird. I'm thinking most people with a fairly respectable—is that the word—followed podcast. I mean, you know, numbers are good. I know that, so people are listening. Um, I would think that, yeah, I'm thinking most people listen to for the guests. So when I don't have one. I'm guessing hockey, but I don't really know. So I guess if any of you have ideas, not just questions, um, shoot them to me on Twitter now. Hold on. I do have, I wanted to get to a couple things here. 23 minutes. Um, So I don't know if I mentioned yet, did I? So Pavel Barber is going to be my guest Friday. That's what I meant to say off the bat. So Pavel Barber, so this guy can dangle, okay? I don't know his story. I can't wait to see it. I know he's from Brampton, I think, in and around Toronto. I believe maybe Riverdale, and he's played on the national team when it comes to he plays floorball on the national team. Okay, I don't really know that much about floorball. It's similar to hockey, though. Um, I mean, a lot of things are, but there are some parallels. Look it up. So, but that's not why I'm having him on. So this guy's like a YouTube sensation. I mean, I. I guess social media. I first saw him a few years ago on, I think it was TikTok. My daughter was watching and doing her TikTok thing as a ten-year-old, a nine or ten-year-old would. And she's like, "Who's this guy? Look what he can do! Can you do that, Dad?" I said, "No, I can I couldn't even come close." And she said, well, "That doesn't make sense. Didn't? Weren't you a first-round pick?" I'm like, yeah. Well, different era. Without <laughs> without getting into all that, Penny Lane. Um, I showed her a couple fights. And, like, slap shots. And I was like, yeah, nobody does that. Nobody picks it up on their stick like that during the play or, you know. But now the Michigan has since gained more prominence than it had. It was already coming in. I'm not saying it doesn't have a place. I just mean Penny Lane was amazed that the heat, this guy could be that good. And I went in the first round. And I couldn't do what he could do. And I said, like, just like, I can't even come close to doing what he's doing. Like, it's not like with a little bit of practice I'll do that, Penny Lane. I can't come close. Now those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. Just go, I think it's Hey Barber on Instagram, but Google Pavel Barber, just like look at the moves. There's Michigan and then there's like lacrosse and then there's this guy is an absolute magician. Now the first question comes to my mind. Wow, to have that talent or or skill. Talent but, but, but skill definitely stands out to me. And you know he can play the game because it says he had, like, you know, he played, like, Bantam or All-Star Bantam or Midget or whatever it was. I glanced. So, you know, why didn't he go further? And, you know, and not not that not maybe he didn't want to, and I'm not putting him down. He's got better moves than 9999999999999 percent of the professional hockey world. I mean, it is like watching a magician at work. Ever see basketball, the YouTube clips of the professor? And he's just unfucking believable The professor, he's like, he can do anything with one-on-one. Like, I, I don't know. He, it's, he's wild. I think he's out in Venice, Beach, California or something. Just look that up. You know, and you're like, well, wow, and the professor and everyone got close to the NBA. Um, same sort of thing, I guess. You can have those skills. I mean, it shows you what how much, rather than emphasize his weaknesses, because, I mean, it's hard to get there. It, it shows you how hard it is to make the NHL. And what if, like, if he can do that um, and still not even play professionally, you know, now it shows you how much you might underrate, like, hockey IQ and back skating and, and, and not that he's a bad skater, uh, intuition out there, uh, you know. And, 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 you know, it's not just passing and shooting and stick handling and skating on their own individual. It's, it's adding them all up and now do them at a crazy fast pace with big, big men Coming to hit you, right? And and and, and twenty thousand people watching you and cameras on, and because that plays a factor too. Now, so I'm—I I certainly don't. I think I've approached this whole conversation the wrong way. I'm just saying, okay, he's so mesmerizing with the puck that I'm surprised he didn't pursue it a little more. I mean, you got to be able to pursue it too. I mean, maybe he pursued. He's—you could definitely make an argument more famous than a lot of hockey players. I looked; he has almost a million followers. He's making a living from it. He must be making a good one. So you know, maybe he did pursue hockey. He just didn't pursue NHL hockey. He pursued in this day and age, you know, uh, Instagram, social media, which is totally, totally, totally—I'm not down on those people, right? If if you're going to be a YouTube star or a TikTok star. A lot of people are upset at that. If that's what society rewards you, fine. It says something about our society. Um, with the TikTok bullshit, but, you know, Pavel Barber's not bullshit. I'm getting away from my thoughts here. Um, Pavel Barber would be a hit in any area. I mean, this guy, think, you don't know what I'm talking about. Just He's like a magician. I don't know. People back in the day would pay to... See people wheel up and do tricks out of the back of their truck, which morphed into David Copperfield, I guess, on stage or David Blaine or whoever. Well, he's as good and mesmerizing with the puck as the best card dealer magic man that I've ever seen. Okay, so that takes some skill. And nowadays it gets rewarded right by and and people can learn. It's not all just uh, fucking knee slappers and. Fun tricks right? If I was a kid, there's things that Pavel, I mean, just having those hands, it gotta help you. Trevor Zegras. look at guys like that coming through. You might not love the way Zegras plays defensively or doesn't finish checks, but the fucking guy definitely, part of his toolbox is making you look silly with the puck and doing things with the puck that people in past eras didn't even think about. Well, Pavel Barber is the best I've ever seen, so. There we go with that. Okay, one comment from uh, Saxon in Guelph. And actually, before I get there, listen, guys. Um, a couple of you. Hold on, my god, fan mail. A couple of you, for example, um, Larry Wood asked me a question. Uh, Ryan Tyrer, or maybe Tyler uh, asked me a little bit about. Oh, some... Yeah, so he's got a question about Sunbury. Anyway, Ryan, uh, Hunky Dory is another one. Wise guy, Johnny. Don't worry, guys, I got your questions. I think they're better for rapid-fire randoms when I have a guest on. So I will incorporate your questions into Pavel Barber's episode on Friday, okay? Um, and I'm really excited about having Pavel Barber, by the way. Um, I'm just curious in a lot of things, and more than anything, how the fuck did he learn those things? Um... Anyway, so Saxon from Guelph asked me about load management because I've talked about load management. Now I hate it, and people. I think Kawhi Leonard was the first I ever heard about it when he was going um, playing for the Raptors. And like um, Saxon's point, he said, "Well, the Raptors won. A lot of these athletes need rest and everything." Well, Saxon, look, I'm not saying that's that's my fucking point. I'm not saying. Well, part of it. I'm not saying that athletes don't need a rest once in a while. But part of the gig in being a pro athlete is, is yes, part of it is winning the championship, but part of it is entertaining fans, the very ones that go and buy your jersey and pay to see you play basketball or hockey or whatever. Has it really seeped into hockey? I could see if it's the last two or three games of the year in the hockey world. Then, of course, and everybody knows that. If I was to buy a ticket right now to the 82nd game of the year to the Florida Panthers, I know that Matthew Kachuk, there's a chance he's not playing. Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews, Mitch Mariner, we talked about Torres, whoever. Edmonton, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisett will go down the fucking list. But these random games in the middle of the year that sneak up on well-paying fans – well-wishers that want to go out and, and love you as a player or these players and they don't play now if someone needs 30 games off like a lot of these players some of them at least 15 like 15 is like the normal just need it off of a year then maybe whatever league you're playing in should look themselves in the mirror and question whether they're playing too many games now, I don't think they are in the NBA. If not if the NHL is playing 82 and judging by baseball with 162, we've football's its own thing. But you know, what's 82 or 84 or 80? It's 80. It's one of those in, in NBA. It's about roughly the same as hockey. And we've been doing this for this long and legends like fucking Larry Bird and Magic Johnson we have Michael Jordan, he took time off, but it was cuz he was bored. And he went to play baseball. Of course, there's been injuries, but can you imagine Magic Johnson coming out to play against the Celtics in like one of the last fucking, well, I was going to say playoffs. I'm not even, Yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's just say now, even now, let's just say now it's fucking the beginning of December. A lot of people would take these games off and call them meaningless, right? Or at least less meaning than later in the year. Imagine Magic Johnson coming out to play Larry Bird and the fucking uh, Celtics in the fucking mid-80s, late-80s, and saying, no, load management. I need some time off. Three of the next 10 games I'm sitting in, and after that, four of every 10. I mean, what the fuck? That's all I'm saying. So I know, technically, if you don't play, you'll be more rested. I can say that for everybody. I could have said that for Brad Marchand. Brad Brad Marchand, the night after they had, um, what was it, like, two games in four nights, and he scored an overtime against the Leafs, and he looked tired. Except the next night, he had a hat-trick. What if he took that off for load management? Because he could have. If it was basketball, he could have easily judged. He definitely could have used that. Coach, I I scored the overtime winner last night. I haven't taken a game off this year. We're 20-odd in. I need one. Right? But he didn't, because they don't do that in hockey. Of course, if something's hurting, yes. But you know what I'm saying. Load management? So, Either figure it out if you're the sport, which is going to be hard now, because anybody can say they're hurt. But the other thing, here's where I think basketball goes wrong. I know they could solve a lot of this. I didn't know this till a couple of years ago. I was thinking about this very question. And the leading score is averaged out. So it's not total points. So you could take X amount of games off and still win the scoring. Like... Whereas in hockey, you'd have to actually score to get the point. You know what I mean? So that's in the back of people's minds too. Like, I want to improve on my stats. I want to be a 20-goal scorer. Then I want to be a 30-goal scorer. Then I want to be a 40-goal scorer. Maybe I want to win the scoring. I want to win my team scoring. I want to – but in basketball, it's all averaged. So you could play 15 of your team's first 28 games and be the leading scorer because you've averaged the most points. You could play – 52 games that year and your agent can call in and say well this were his numbers he was this percentage three th- three throw he had he had this many points a game right like 25.3 or whatever in it but it's all averaged out so you can take games off and personally mean nothing to your next contract or numbers or anything whereas in 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 hockey right Two goals and three assists means you get five points that night. If you don't play the next four games, you've still got five points. Now you've got five points in five games. you got a point a game. You're not averaging five points a game. Right? Anyway. So that's my only thing, is Fans. I don't want to pay fucking money and go out and see superstars not playing. And and if the word load management is used, then I never want to come back again. I want to puke all over myself and I want to tell the GM to go fuck himself. Or that's really harsh. You know what? That's harsh. The GM probably have not. The GM is as frustrated as I am. (laughs) Yeah, that was really, um, I was uncalled for and why would I want to puke on myself because someone sat out? You know what I'm saying. I'd be really fucking upset. Anyway, guys, listen. Here's what I'm going to do right now. I've been fucking... Um, like I said earlier, sometimes you just need a mental break. All good stuff. But from remember lines and doing auditions and cameos and podcasts and radio shows... um. And, you know, trying to, all the while, missing my daughter. So I I have anxiety 24-7 until I know I'm in the same province. The only time I'm completely relaxed is when I'm... The only way it's possible is if I'm close to Penny Lane. I'm not always completely relaxed when I'm in Newfoundland. I'm just saying, if my daughter is close, it opens that door of possibility. So, anyway, I just feel like I've had a lot on my mind. I'm going to, right now finish this coffee, this decaf coffee. I'm going to head right across the street. I'm in Sudbury. I'm looking over. At the uh, There's like a strip mall and right behind it there's a Silver City Cinemas and I'm going to go to the latest Nick Cage movie. Got great reviews and uh, what's the name of it? Dreaming Dreaming Something. Let's see. Nick Cage. Dreaming. Nick Cage, dream scenario. I know nothing about it. Like I said, I don't always go by Rotten Tomatoes when it comes to movie reviews. But if something gets 92%, most people liked it by the critics and the audiences, then it's probably pretty good. So I'm just going to take my chance. I'm going to go over. On the way is a uh, weed dispensary. I'm going to buy a couple of Giants, um, maybe a Gummy, and go in and check that out. Later on, I'll be back here planning out my questions for Pavel Barber. If you guys got any questions, you want me to ask Pavel Barber, Barber um, a.k.a. Brandon Barber, if you're from Toronto. He, he is a hockey player and a damn good floor hockey player, floor ball player. Um well, national team. Brandon Barber is his name. And uh, anyway, aka Pavel. And we're going to have him on. I'm looking forward to it. If you have any questions, Terry Ryan20 on uh, Twitter. That'll be the great way to ask. And uh, yeah, tune in on Mondays and Wednesdays to Jason Greger. If you want a book or if you want some merchandise, it's on my Instagram. It's a uh, link right there on my profile. So yeah, thanks for all that, guys. It, uh, I uh, try to make the prices as affordable as they can possibly be. Um, I want everybody to win in that scenario. But I got I got some more stuff coming soon. If you're downtown St. John's, and you want to have a bite to eat. You know where I'd go. I'd start with Merchant Tavern, Blue on Water, and Loose Tie for sure. Now, if you want to, have, if you want to have a something to drink, maybe watch some live music. Right under the Loose Tie is Green Sleeves. Same building, same owners, same great people. Um, and some other great places to have a beer on George Street are Trinity Pub, TJ's Pub, the Rob Roy slash Confusion, the Martini Bar, and the Bull and Barrel. I go to all those places when I go out for a beer or six or twelve. Um, but yeah, they're my buddies, and uh, they run great establishments. And um, I- I'm not just saying it because they're buddies. Those who have been there knows George Street's on wheels. And the places I mentioned are real cool or else they wouldn't be my buddies. I wouldn't be hanging out there. The chicken or the egg. I uh, like the places first. And I've come to really enjoy their owner's company. Uh, Wedgwood Cafe is awesome. Does some catering as well. If you're looking to change your attitude, maybe a different uh, different focus. Strength and balance for the body and mind. Go see Ryan Power at Power Conditioning. And, of course, True Hockey Take What's Yours and Pitbull Pain Relief, the pain sticks that just don't quit. Go to pitbullpainrelief.com. See what I'm talking about. Of course, you know what I forgot? Almost. Mr. Lube. There's two locations. St. John's, Newfoundland. One's on Torbay Road. One's on Chem Mount Road. Live. Laugh. Lube. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning in to 182A. I'm real excited for 182B. Got some great stuff coming soon. Have a great beginning to your holiday season. I hope you're enjoying the winter and the hockey season. And thank you all for tuning in. I'm the luckiest man in the world. See you all soon. Catch you on the rebound.